with the Bard. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday to you all. And welcome to episode three of Baseball with the Bard. I am your host, Tyler Bard, and my co-host here, Mr. Noah Cross. How are you doing today, Noah? I'm doing absolutely amazing today. Absolutely oh, glad to hear it. I know, I know. It was a good day and a good few days for the Yankees. Uh, but we will get to that in due time. In due time, we will cover the Yankees. Because I think the thing we need to cover first and foremost is something that happened this offseason with the Astros that I think everyone thought maybe it's over. Maybe we forgot. No, no. Joe Kelly did not forget. Mr. Fight Night, Joe Kelly. Uh, so it started with he was he was pitching kind of poorly anyways. Um, and he, had, he got into a 3-0 count against uh, Bregman. And then he threw a ball at Bregman's head, uh, which missed. But Bregman, uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but I thought that was it. I'm like, all right, you got your shot. Bregman looked a little annoyed, but he was like, okay, let's just call it here. This is where we should end this. Uh, but that's not where it ended, was it, Noah? Yeah, not even close. Not even close. Because <laughs> a little bit later, Mr. Carlos Correa comes up to bat and gets the exact same treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets earlier in the at-bat because later in the at-bat, Joe Kelly would come back to strike him out and uh, would say, learn how to swing, bitch. <laughs> uh, and it caused a big brouhaha. No, no, no punches, no contact, but it caused the dugouts to empty. Yes. Nice swing, bitch. <laughs> I love, love that. That is already in my browser and my phone ready to be ordered. If anyone was wondering, yes, <laughs> right. I will be buying it. I will take one. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I don't know about you, but I think this whole debacle, uh, this is not over. Now oh. that Joe Kelly has done this, mm-hmm. he has lit a flame under all the rest of MLB uh, that the punishment, we people are realizing again, the Astros did not get punished enough for what happened over the off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joe Kelly is just the beginning of the Astros real punishment. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure. And you know me, I've always been one to say Joe Kelly in the past. I've described him just being kind of dumb. I was like, why does he do that? Cause with the Red Sox and no matter right. who he's playing, he, he comes out there. He does not care. He'll plunk someone. And he'll do it. And we've seen it before. And in the past, I've always said, why does he do that? It's so stupid. Now he's out of the game. Now he he faces taking the loss. However, after this segment, I am 1,000% pro Joe Kelly. I don't care. I turned coded immediately after this entire debacle went down. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Uh, The punishment that we'll get into is ridiculous. Um, eight eight games in a sixty game season for for throwing a ball at someone. I mean, what and calling right. and calling someone a bitch? Sure, he made faces, he taunted them, and all that. But I mean, guys have done much worse and gotten less punishments, aka the Astros cheating and winning a right. series. You um, made a great point with that. That is so true. Yeah, and my biggest thing with the um, with the Astros obviously not getting anything here is MLB, a couple days after this whole Joe Kelly thing went down, they made it a point to say, oh, it is now the MLB can now suspend players for stealing signs and breaking the rules. Oh, now MLB, they yeah, can. Yeah, like, like they say this like they couldn't have done it before. Like why are you telling yeah. me this? Like I, I actually got a notification 
Oh, absolutely. I can see the A's retaliating. That's yeah, Steve, a hundred percent. We I can't wait for the Angels and the Ash and the uh, yeah. Athletics. The um, MLB literally had to go out there and make it a point saying that we can punish the players for breaking the rules. So yeah, okay, you can punish the players for doing their uh, for for breaking the rules, and you mean you're doing your job now as MLB? Is that what you're telling me? You're now again right. announcing that you can do your job. How does this? Yeah, this no. is completely unacceptable. This is it's exactly. It makes no sense because you're gonna find a guy who didn't even hit them. He may have intended to hit them, but he didn't make contact because yeah. he's uh, uh, not been great lately. His control's been all over the place. He yeah. couldn't hit broadside of a barn. Um, but he is literally getting eight an eight-game suspension, which I believe is an equivalent to almost a 24-game suspension yes. Yes. in the regular season. So you're how is that at all acceptable? And Rob Manfred, as I've called on many a podcast in the past, you, sir, are a coward. You are the most cowardice, cowardice commissioner. And I usually say that about um, the clown that runs the NFL. Uh, but no, Manfred had takes takes the cake for cowardice because he I get it. He has to protect the players union, all the players. It's not just one player. Mm -hmm. But when you protect the one percent so uh, aggressively to, to save face for these Astros because they're your big money maker is what I think it is. Oh, these are our big guys. We can't punish them because then we have to punish the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers and the Indians and all these guys who probably have uh, stories behind behind them too. Too bad. Punish them. Yeah, I agree, Steve. Goodell, and that's, how crazy is that? How crazy is that to say? The guy who every game he goes to gets booed is better than Manfred, Goodell. Oh, I just, I cannot stand this, this commissioner anymore. And I try to give these guys the benefit of the doubt because they make all the big decisions. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you can't make them correctly, I think it's time for someone else to step up and get someone like a, uh, a Joe Torrey to be the commissioner of baseball because someone who understands the game and I just think it's he'd be a great face to commission baseball personally. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with what the the way the commissioner is set up in MLB is that the commissioner actually works for the owners of, of the organizations. Right, like the owners right. have to vote to choose the commissioner, and the owners can ultimately remove a commissioner. So commissioner. if enough if enough big time owner, what's well, the thing that you got to think about it? And we're just saying how these all these teams are saying, oh, um, you know, we cheated, but yeah, don't worry about it. Like, you know, the big, the big money makers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Astros, Dodgers, whatever. Um, if all of those owners decided, hey, Manfred, you know what? You're going to punish us. Screw this. They're going to find someone else. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's yes, I agree. They definitely need to be punished. Something needs to be done about it. But there's just so much going on in the realm of MLB and that position of a commissioner that it makes it just almost impossible for anything to happen. So at this point, we're not even just yelling at one point person in Manfred. It's all of MLB. It's just like, just get your stuff together and play the freaking right. game. Just play the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, it's ridiculous, but I just, I was just, I was a little annoyed and irked of the, of the idea that they had to tell us that it, they could actually suspend players. It's like, Oh, oh yeah. Thanks. Now it's like, don't <laughs> worry guys. We'll take care of it now. I'm like, no, no, take care of what already happened. Set yeah. a precedent and then work on that. Yeah. Then we can unfold into the future. Say, we're going to make an example of these guys who were the leaders of the MLB. And then hopefully there will be no one else to follow in their shoes. But cheating has always been a part of Major League Baseball. And it will always be a part of Major League Baseball because someone will always find a way to cheat. 
um, we can just hope that there are better measures to punish those mm-hmm. cheaters. So it will be uh, more easier to uh, talk down and so m- less people will partake in cheating. But I think we've given the Astros enough of a beating for one episode. For one episode. And I will say, I don't listen. The people think this is going to go away. I, I've been hearing a lot of people saying, I'm like, oh, you know, uh, there's no MLB season. The Astros can't get booed by fans. I'm telling you, next season, like the, yeah. everyone's just waiting. Everyone yeah. is just waiting. All right. Right. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. I, I, you know, there's gonna be booze. There's gonna be jeers. It's gonna be crazy. And I'm excited. Um, ho- I know this season I actually had tickets to the first Yankees Astros. Yeah, we were gonna stadium. go. We were gonna go and show our support for for the Yankees. Had our t-shirts Tyler and everything. Was gonna show support for the Yankees. Um, <laughs> and uh, that obviously got canceled. Hopefully, whatever package I get for next season, which I did get the renewal information for, so that's exciting. Uh, hopefully, it will include the Astros game there again so we can go and show our support for, for MLB and for the Yankees and all those all those teams that uh, may have been thwarted by the Astros yeah. antics. But I regress. I regress. Yes, yes. Let's, let's move on quickly. Uh, let's cover COVID for a minute here. Um, as we know, COVID-19 has been a major issue in all sports, uh, but majority of it is uh, in MLB right now. Mm. Um, MLB obviously did not do a good enough job containing this virus before the season began. Because now, as we saw with the Marlins, who now have 20 cases of COVID-19, this sickness spreads quickly, especially in confined areas. So these players, they're all in the dugout. They're all high-fiving. They're all hitting elbows. They're jumping up, slapping each other on the butt. They're all in very close proximity to each other. It just can't happen. They, these teams need to – I know, when a guy hits a walk-off or gets a great hit, the – thing is high five elbows y'all need to separate you could do what some of these other teams are doing and set up tents all the way down the line in in the seats and spread out because if we don't do that uh the commissioner has warned that their season might have to be canceled and i'm like oh might have to be because it's the player's fault right rob yeah it's definitely the player's fault for you not creating a bubble that for these players to live in but yeah i digress yeah, and that's Steve yeah. makes a great point. It's Easy. one more team because now it's let's see the Marlins, the uh, Phillies have been dragged into it, even though I don't think they had any positive tests. I think they had. Uh, a, they did have a couple. They had. A, they had a few. Okay, which is what started. And then the Cardinals have four, yep. and the Brewers I don't believe have any yet, uh, no. unless it's one or two. Uh, no. But they are. It's not. They're going to be playing though. So. Um, yeah, see, there we go. MLB is optimistic that Phillies at, at least two COVID-19 uh, tests, but they were false positives. They're claiming, claiming that they're false positives with, I mean, what, what ground do we have to claim yeah. false positive? Because he's feeling, feeling good. The player is feeling good. So, um, as we know, not uh, as from COVID that not everyone who has it is symptomatic. So that's probably what happened to the Marlins. It spread like wildfire because no one knew they were sick. Yeah. Um, and they thought we, we can all hug in the dugout. Um, but it's, it is time for people to take this seriously because players like Lorenzo Cain are now opting out of the season because he's, people are just they're, – they're scared. And now that Lorenzo Cain has done it, a, a prominent outfielder in baseball, this is not looking good because yeah. now a lot more people are going to start backing down um, and if the if a leader on the Brewers backs out, that's gonna start a 
disgusting domino effect. Um, and I think this, the next person I'm bringing up here is Eduardo Rodriguez. He's going to miss the rest of the season due to COVID complications, which is something that people didn't even uh, think about is the complications that come post COVID. Um, so my family, unfortunately, a bunch of my family caught COVID uh, and the COVID complications are still lingering. Um, and he has one of them. Uh, Rodrigue, I'll, I'll just read this quick blurb here. It says Rodriguez has been diagnosed with myocarditis. Sorry if I said that wrong. An inflammation of the heart that ha- that the team believes is a result of the left-hander's recent bout with the coronavirus. He tested positive for COVID-19 before the start of the summer camp. And while he was cleared and returned to workouts on July 18th, he was shut down a week later after an MRI, MRI revealed his ailment. And that is from ESPN. Um, so as we can see, we need to take this very, very seriously because I just, uh, I, I personally firsthand know how horrible this disease can be. And it's spread in our, our little town very quickly. Um, so imagine how quickly it's going to spread in a locker room of uh, sub 100 people if mm. one person gets it. Um, that's a much, much smaller sample size who are all living in close proximity to each other. Um, so I, I don't know what the solution is. Um, but personally, I thought the season should have never started. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to agree. In the beginning of this, when I, when we heard there was going to be no fans, we heard all the precautions that we're going to have to take. I was just kind of saying, you know, is it worth even having? Is it worth even doing this? Uh, there's a plenty of MLB content where they can have spinoff shows, do interviews remotely, a lot of different avenues to, I guess, have it. But the players wanted to play. There's a lot of players who still want to play. I think the hardest part for MLB is it's not like an NBA or an NHL. Like the NBA can just go over to Disney and have a yeah. compound. And play and play games. I mean, baseball fields are huge. You have to have large areas, and the, the teams are all over the place. It's hard to contain a roster of that many people when they're not all just living in one area. Uh, and that's the problem. And sure, you know, and I, they were talking about how they tell the players, "Oh, just you know, please stay in your hotel rooms or do this and do that." At a certain point, all it takes is one player. All it takes right. is one player to go have dinner somewhere or to see their family member who saw someone else. And now it got back to the team. Uh, I just, there's no guarantees with something like this, what's going on. So I think it's just it's tough for the MLB to have to be able to contain it. They're in a weird spot to begin with. The safest bet would have been to just say, forget it. And as uh, as Steve said there, the person who commented, thank you for commenting. Um, I could honestly see if one if this affects one more team, there's they have to. They have to. There's no way. And you even have players now like David Price, who has already opted out, calling out Manfred and the MLB and simply saying, right. in the beginning of this, you said player safety was the biggest concern, but now it's clear that it's not because we have all these issues happening and you're not nothing has changed. You have right. like all you all you've said is player they have to do a better job of containing it. You know, I mean, you can implement so many measures upon measures upon measures, but at the end of it, you have to just think, maybe is this even worth it? Because if you have that many, if you have an entire team like the Marlins getting sick, 20 people on one organization, yeah. the roster's 25. Now, sure, there's this is players and staff, but this the sheer the sheer uh, capacity of this of the teams that affect them. I mean, the Yankees didn't play for three days. The Phillies now right. can play for two weeks. The Phillies and Yankees are finally going to start again tomorrow. The Phillies haven't played in a week and a half. And, and it's just insane going through all of this, um, you know, looking on the more serious side of it. On the less serious side, people with fantasy teams. You oh, Lord. You can't catch a break. Tyler and I are in a fantasy league with Joe, our producer here, is actually in it as well. And every day it's a different player. Every day you have teams, either the game's postponed or someone has a test that came back and, you know, it's a, they're trying to wait for a result. I can't keep up. You can't. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth playing. 
and with all with all the people who are opting out too, I'm like, all right, well, goodbye, yeah. see you later. You know what? Let me I, I had I picked up Lorenzo Kane last week. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> Last week I picked up Lorenzo Kane um, on my. On I the couldn't even league. believe it. And in, in, in my uh, my other fantasy league, I run with a bunch of my buddies from uh, the uh, Warner Theater. Uh, we are doing one on the Yahoo app, and on the Yahoo app, it tells you every person who has COVID or every person. So every time there's someone out of the lineup, it's like, "Do you want to start active players?" I'm like, "Sure." Click active players, and it's like you have empty slots. I'm like, "Oh, shocker! Yeah, because everyone <laughs> is either not playing, hurt." Or has COVID, <laughs> so yeah. it, it's brutal. And uh, I, if I were the commissioner, I know it hurts your pocket, but it is time to either make it even smaller, make the team the the schedule smaller, play just your division, or cancel the season. Yeah, it's tough because the the, the health of these players is far more important mm-hmm. than one your pride or two your wallet. Um, so time to, uh, time to put your money where your mouth is, Manfred, because you said player safety is first and foremost, most important. Uh, so let's, let's see if you can live up to that. And, uh, don't worry, baseball with the bard will continue to call you out on everything that you say. So make sure you follow up on what you're saying. Um, but let's, let's get out of this so serious. I believe we have a graphic to show the league standings as of right now. Oh, they're beautiful. Uh, as, as to what we're doing. Oh, oh no! Oh. oh, look at it! Look at the, show look it. the beauty! Look the at the MLB leading New York Yankees are six and one, with the closest best being Minnesota at six and two. Well, to be um, fair, the, Yankees, they, the Twins have played one more game, I think. Than the, yeah, they played one more. Right? Game. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the win loss for six. Yes. Um, but it's still MLB leading. I, I was trying to give you something. You, you know. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all about being fair. I'm all about being fair. <laughs> And then uh, if we were playing by golf rules, uh, Red Sox win. So, yeah, you, you know, know, you guys are looking great. And I actually, <laughs> let, we can get into the Sox here. I'll let you go. But I have something I want to talk about in the Red Sox hurt. And let's look at the National League, obviously, too. I mean, I, I'm yeah, a big Yeah, Atlanta's doing well. Chicago's doing well. And Colorado's doing well. I didn't, th- I don't think anyone's shocked about that. Um, and, and of course, the, look, at, look at that in the West. Colorado, L.A., San Diego, okay. San Francisco. That a is a fight. Absolutely a fight. I, I want to see – that's the reason. I don't want this season to end because 60 games, it's going to be – if it's going to be like that for the whole uh, the whole season, oh, mm. oh, I love it. You see Trevor Story in the World Series. Heck, yeah, hometown guy. <laughs> no, that would be great. I, I don't think anyone's getting past the Dodgers, though. But with the new um, postseason setup, it's anyone's, it's anyone's ball game at this right. point. Right, way more teams. Um, so any, and as, as the Dodgers like to, uh, you know, are obviously not great in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, so anyone can beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully we get a little bit of change in the postseason if we manage to make it there, yeah. uh, with the way COVID is acting, but let's get into the important stuff. Red Sox, Yankees, it mm. is time to take a check on what has been going on with the Red Sox and Yankees. We'll start on my turf since your stuff's been a little bit more exciting lately. <laughs> um, the Red Sox, the surprising player on the hot uh, hot seat right now is Vasquez. He is absolutely mashing the ball, and uh, I, I love it. This guy has been hitting home runs. He, he picked up right where he left off. Um, and he's got a cannon, as we saw in the game uh, against the uh, Mets. It was like 
he picks someone off, their catcher picks someone off. He picks mm-hmm. someone off, their catcher picks someone off. Um, so I love seeing Vasquez in a place where he looks comfortable. He looks ready. He's swinging uh, and not in that place where, uh, you know, for the except for last season, a few seasons ago, I was ready for Vasquez to be gone. Blake Swihart was the guy for me. Uh, I was excited to see Blake Swihart and Sandy Leon, and now both, unfortunately, are no longer with the team. Um, so I guess uh, the Red Sox knew something we didn't about Vasquez. Um, and you were the lucky one who managed to pick him up in uh, fantasy, and he's absolutely mashing this yeah. season. Yeah, I, I will say that wasn't even a uh, – I didn't really think yeah. about picking him up. I, I, I knew he was doing well. I didn't think he was doing as well as he was. I just had – my catcher was JT Romuto, and right. he obviously had postponements for like a week and a half, so I needed to catch her. So I just picked up Vasquez, and I look at him, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this was amazing. Like, this is the yeah, best – Yeah, I goal. did the same thing. I was <laughs> like, oh, let me go, let me go pick up Vaz. No one has Vaz, right? Noah. Oh, great. Awesome. I love when Noah wins fantasy. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> hey, defending <laughs> champion. Defending champion. <laughs> but then we could talk about someone who's not doing so well. Ben Intendi is on an absolute cold streak. Mm. I, I, can't, I can't believe how poorly he's swinging that bat. And just in that first at-bat against Tanaka, I, I know Tanaka is an incredible, incredible pitcher. But you know what he's coming with. You know what his pitch sequence is. And you are still swinging at it. And I just, I don't understand that with this lineup. They are swing happy, especially Andrew Benintendi. Um, you know, they even gave him a night off. Uh, and it, it, didn't, it didn't really do well. He's, he's literally hitting two for 24 with an, a 0.83 batting average. Are you kidding me? That yeah. is, it's weird just to see. I mean, abysmal for yeah. someone who has been so incredible. I mean, maybe he should shave his head again. He he has the flow. He's, he got the flow back, and all of a sudden he can't hit. Uh, so something's got to change. Uh, you know, baseball players are very. Um, yeah, you make a great point, Steve. I JD probably should hit for him last night. Yeah, it, it, it made no sense why JD wasn't in that lineup against Tanaka. Ooh, I mean, I get it. Tanaka is one of the better pitchers against the Red Sox, but if you can have your one of your better hitters in there, who, honestly, he's been doing meh. He's been doing all right. Um, I don't, that may just make sense. And you know what? When you have a brand new manager in, it's it's going to be a slow roll probably, unlike uh, how Cora and Aaron Boone did. Usually it doesn't work out that well. Um, so... Rob Renicky, you got your work cut out for you with a great team. Let's see if you can get them uh, into working fashion. Um, as of last Thursday, they only had two wins. I think they managed to grab uh, one more. So they are uh, only at three wins, not doing great. They lost game one to the Yankees, uh, five to one. Uh, and they lost game two to the Yankees, five to two, which is an improvement. Uh, so good work, boys. That's, that's one run better. Um, uh, Noah, what do you think the reason is for the Red Sox? Uh, they're, they're just lacking right now. And it doesn't make sense because every it seems like individually, guys are doing well. Pilar's mm-hmm. hitting well. Pilar's making great catches. Jackie's doing well. Um, the pitching is, eh. They're just not really where we'd like them to be. Um, but, you know, it seems like individually, everyone has a good inning, but they they can't put it together. Do you think that has anything to do with it? 
Yeah, no, um, I, I don't know if it's so much on the offensive side. I mean, you need a the big thing is someone keeping your team in the game, and that starts with starting pitching. Um, the crazy thing that I, I was uh, looking at last night, actually, so when the Red Sox won the World Series, which was not too long ago, it was only two years ago, um, their starting rotation, and even last year, they had a similar starting rotation to this one. They had Chris Dale as your ace. You had Nathan Evaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez, Rick Porcello, and David Price. Of those people that I just named, the only person that is pitching this year is Nathan Evaldi. Right. The entire starting rotation for the Red Sox has absolutely imploded over the last yep. two years. They have – they literally, literally have nothing left. Sale is out with Tommy John surgery. Erod is still recovering from COVID-19. Porcello went over to um, – where did Porcello go? He went the to match. the match, thank you. And David Price got traded to the Dodgers. Right. They, they gave away, the entire starting rotation just disappeared, and there was nothing to fix it. Right. They didn't adjust at all. It. There was no adjustment. They just cleaned house. And they said, we'll figure it out when we get there. And this is what that looks like. Thank you. It is, Steve. And it went from being a phenomenal rotation, too, especially in the postseason. As an right. organization, having won, you already knew pitching is a big deal when you went into a post when you went into a, a season without a closer. You lost Kimbrough, right. and that was never fixed. It was never replaced. Ryan Brazier's a good pitcher. He's not a closing pitcher. All right. Plain and simple. And now you're here and you have uh, again, you have Evaldi Sale, Erod Priscilla, and Price that is now just Evaldi. And he had a great start opening. Yeah, up. yeah. Evaldi's a great pitcher, but that's all. He, he can't do it by himself. The Angels no. have the best player in the game and the likes of Mike Trout. They're not going to win a World Series anytime soon because one guy can't get you there. If the Red right. Sox can get together their rotation and fast, which I can't see it happening this season. It's not happening. It's just not It's not going to work. You have to have yeah, something. And, and it sucks because, you know, the Red Sox came into this offseason or out of this offseason saying it was going to be their offense that carried this team because they do have an incredible incredible lineup of hitters if they would just get it together and get on the same page i think these I, we saw it against i mean it was baltimore but they they put up 13 runs mm. against baltimore opening day um where did that go what happened um and then just right there that proves my point on the sloppy sloppy play where were you going where were you going? That I forget who it was. I think it was Bogarts or Pilar. Pilar got picked off at first base by Aaron Judge in right field. How in the world do you allow that to happen? Mm. They were running into outs against the Mets. They were running into outs against the Yankees. They were running into outs against the Orioles. You cannot be the last out of an inning due to your poor base running. That is, you better grab some pine. Because that is completely unacceptable in the major league level. And Benintendi and Pilar, our two great outfielders, have both done it now. Um, but uh, you can see it's a, it's a little frustrating when you know you have a good team and they're just not pulling it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. But hey, can I uh, – so we're talking about the Red Sox, and we, can, we can't just say a team played bad. Can we talk about the team oh, right. who has been going in – on not just the Sox, but on everybody with their phenomenal record. I know you're cringing inside. I know, Tyler. No, listen, I'm a fan of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Yankees have been absolutely destroying the baseball, and, and that's on their pitching side and on their hitting side. You saw Gio there with his first big league um, grand slam. It's exciting. Aaron Judge is showing true form. He's in there. Judge already, already has four home runs. He's batting two fifty nine. He's absolutely killing it uh, in 27 at-bats, and that's it. So, I mean, he, he's really getting in there. He's doing his job as the Yankees guy that faces the organization, and he's really helping out. Stanton, 
Hello, a guy oh. that no one ever thought would be able to jump into a season like this where uh, Giancarlo Stanton with two homers, uh, eight hits. He's hitting 348 right now. That's unbelievable yeah. for him, especially of the season that he came off of. One cool thing that I want to talk about is uh, obviously we have Garrett Cole. He's holding it down for the Yankees. Fun fact, I am ordering my Cole jersey today. MLB has a sale, so I am ordering my Garrett Cole. Oh, with boy. The, with the Nike logo, my friend. The new jersey. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, I know. Um, but one cool thing is uh, Garrett Cole, a few years ago, before he was a Yankee, Susan Waldman sings. Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know this. Did you know that Susan Waldman Waldman sang? Um, right there. There's the clip of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Cole said to her uh, a few years ago, like, "Hey, you should sing the national anthem at Yankee Stadium." And Susan Waldman replied, "You'd make a great Yankee." And her and Cole made a deal, saying, "Hey, if I ever uh, put on pinstripes and play for the Yankees, you should sing, you know, the the uh, national anthem at my first uh, my first appearance as a pitcher." And there is a clip there of Susan Waldman singing the national anthem. She absolutely nailed it. By the way, like she, she did adorable. It was shocking. It was shocking, and it was so cool seeing Cole standing there, and they both gave a salute to each other and a point and a wave. Um, and it was cool. You know, Susan Waldman had to pay up. Cole's now in pinstripes. It was cool to see. And it's something like that that you think. About it's just like, dude. If I would have known that story before this hype of Garrett Cole having to sign, I wouldn't even have cared. Like, all right, he's coming. Like, he's coming here. Yeah, right. He still had the sign that says Yankee fan today, tomorrow, and forever. Him and Susan Waldman had this deal. I mean, the guy was destined to play in New York, and it's cool to be seeing things like this happening. And I was wondering why Cole, like, they were showing Garrett Cole during that during the national anthem because I was kind of confused. I was like, why are they showing him so much, and why her and Susan and Susan Waldman waving at each other? But then afterwards, I saw Michael, <laughs> Michael K was talking about it. Uh, and I was like, that's awesome. It's a great story. It, it, you know, it just brings fun to the game. Um, I, you know, coming from my perspective, I was watching that like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like this one time, you know, I was walking down the street and I met a guy and I said, if I ever become a Yankee, you should sing the national anthem. And then he did. Like, whoa, cool story, bro. Wow. I'm you, compelled. You know what, Tyler? You're just jealous, okay? I'm not jealous. Yes, yes, you are. You're jealous. No. That you, you're jealous that Susan Waldman, you didn't You didn't ask Susan Waldman to sing the National Anthem and Garrett Cole. <laughs> I am upset that that is a headline in sports <laughs> right now because nothing is going on. This is bad. You know what's funny? Um, like, I, I'm obviously all over all the Yankee social media, all the fan pages and stuff, like on subreddits and things like that. And the one thing I kept seeing was that clip of Susan Waldman oh. and Garrett Cole waving to each other. And and uh, all the all the comments were like, Susan Waldman going in on the national anthem. It was like, Yankees had a great game, but can we just talk yeah. about Susan Waldman for can a minute? Can we just talk about <laughs> Susan Waldman for a second? Because that is obviously priority. Yes, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, on a different note for the Yankees, uh, there's two players that really I, w- I would say haven't gone in, gone in as hard as they have in the past uh, in baseball. Glaber's one of them. He just finally got, yeah. his first, finally got his first home run the other day. He's only hitting 217. It's early. He's got one home run. Uh, I mean, it's early in the season. It's game seven. He's just having a slower start than usual. Sanchez, ah, listen, I'm sorry. I like Gary Sanchez. I've been at games where Gary Sanchez has helped us and won us the game. Game four of the uh, ALCS in 2017. Uh, you know, the Yankees had that huge comeback. Gary Sanchez was a big part of it. He had a great, you know, he had a roaring double late in the game and gave the Yankees the lead. However, Sanchez, he just has these moments where I can't see him picking it up. Like he's always hit or miss. There's players you could have a hot streak, have a cold streak. Glaber, I, I believe will pick it up. I think Glaber will be fine. Um, uh, I Sanchez, think Sanchez needs to be done in New York. 
Ah, that's the thing. I just I I don't agree with that one hundred percent because of one thing. You don't have to have everyone in your lineup raking. All right. In like, New York, yes, you do. I, sure, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Plus, it's August. That's Gary's month. Uh, you know what? I, I <laughs> this is the roll call podcast. No, I know you're new to Clovercrest. Mm-hmm. The roll call podcast is a Yankees podcast here yep, with yep. Clovercrest Media. And no, Gary Sanchez is just. I think he's a stain on the Yankees coming from the Red Sox because a lot of Yankee players are way more consistent than he could ever hope to be. Thank you. I That's get it. He's, he is an incredible defensive catcher, and he will pick you off at second. But his bat can can be good. But I don't want a bat like Jason Veritek. I want a bat like uh, Aaron Judge. Because everyone else is hitting like that. It's just a waste in that lineup. You can get so many better catchers. My biggest thing is, Jared said it calls an amazing game. That's my thing. However, I just don't understand the, 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 the point of people like, you know, I get it. He's good. He can hit the ball. Okay, he crushes 35 per year. Great. But you got to look at these instances where he's just at the plate and he absolutely crumbles. He absolutely crumbles. He's 35 years old. I also I said he's a good catcher. I said he's a bad hitter. I, I agree he's a good catcher. He calls a great game. But we don't have to have every single person being the next Babe Ruth at the plate. Just play the game, call the game, catch the ball, work on your defense. And this, But they always talk about him like, oh, he can change the game at the drop of a hat. He doesn't do that. Yeah, right. And Stan, I think his, his, his issue is he's trying to mash. He's not trying to get on base. He's trying to mash the ball. Uh, why not put Kyle Higashioka in there for a while until you get someone else? Here's why my not? Thing. I, listen, listen, again, I'm not saying we have to just toss Gary Sanchez to the wolves here. I'm just saying we, we have to stop looking at this guy like he's like he's the best. Op- like, like I just can't stand the, the, the people that are in there like, oh, Gary Sanchez is the best. Oh, he's, he's great. Not even oh, close. He's this, oh, he's that. Listen, he's a good catcher. He calls a good game. But let's stop making it a make or break with these Yankees players. All of them up and down the lineup. It's always a make or break. Hey, like, roll call podcast. You know who is a better catcher than Gary Sanchez? Christian Vasquez. That is who is a better catcher than Gary Sanchez. If you, if we switched, you'd be happy about it. Bar absolutely. You guys would love to have Christian Vasquez on the Yankees. Don't nah, tell me I'm wrong. I, I can't say you're right. I can't say you're you, right. You would rather have Gary. No, listen, the last thing the Red Sox can afford is losing someone else, okay? That's the last uh, thing. Yeah, well, th- th- regardless of that, if you could have Gary Sanchez or Christian Vasquez, who are you taking? Uh, right uh, now, right now. I can't say – again, I didn't say we have to toss Gary. I'm just saying he needs to improve, plain and simple. He calls a good I think game. He's your I just stain. need more consistency. I need more consistency. Yes, Sa- Sanchez every day of the of the work, of the week, yes. Um, but no, again, I, I just need more consistency. I, I, I know I, I don't care. Like crazy talk. Sure. I just need more consistency. I, I wonder if this he is Joe, to... our producer on there being the role. <laughs> <call>. <laughs> I, just, I, do. I can't, the inconsistencies in baseball kill me the most. And it was just like with the Yankees starting rotation last season, we got Matt Blake as our new pitching coach. Tyler said, you're crazy for thinking Larry Rothschild did nothing for your team. The inconsistency in the starting rotation for the Yankees last season was absolutely insane. I could not stand it. The fact that we would see Tanaka have a start. Yeah, okay, sure. He's streaky. Thank you. You can admit now that there's points in there where I'm just like, bro, just give me something. Like, smack a single for me. That's it. I'm not asking for too much. 
I'm not asking for too much. But however, as I'm saying, the Yan- inconsistency in baseball kills me the most. Last season, the Yankees had the most inconsistent starting rotation in baseball. You had Tanaka going out there, throwing a complete game shutout. His very next start, he'll let up four runs in the first inning. Yeah. How does that, that's, that, to me, I, I can't stand that. Like, where is the consistency? You're a pitching coach. Your job is to make sure these players can be the best of themselves to perform. And then when Larry Rothschild is tossed to the sand, people are like, oh, thanks for your service. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm not doing it. No. Yeah, that's a good point from the roll call. He is still better than most, but the batting average has to be up in 270. 230 to 200 is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even for a catcher. You You don't pick your catcher up for a hitter. You pick up a catcher to be a good defensive catcher. Um, and a good guy to pick off guys who are stealing. Um, but when you're on the Yankees, you better be able to hit the ball. Uh, there is a lot of pressure to be on the Red Sox, Yankees, any of these marquee teams. You better be able to match. And uh, I, I don't I, – bold prediction, I don't think Gary's going to be with the team much longer. I, I, think he'll be a, I think he'll be a trade piece. I don't know. They, they love that guy. They love that guy in New York. Like, and, and we'll see. I they mean the organization. On a different note, though. Uh, I will tone down here for this one, obviously. Sad, yeah, news sad moment coming out of the Yankee bullpen. We have a strong bullpen in, in New York. You know, the Yankees have a strong bullpen. Uh, so when one person goes down, sure, it's like, oh, we're really okay. But at the same time, it stinks. Tommy Canely, um, it's not, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but Aaron Boone did say he believes Canely will have to have Tommy John surgery, um, which sucks. Canely is a phenomenal pitcher. Um, yeah. I've heard I've read many reports of actually how he prepares for games. His wife, I'm pretty sure, is a psychologist, and she actually helps him get into a mental state. So, like this guy is all around a, a star player. Uh, Yankees do have the best bullpen in baseball. I agree with that 100, percent Steve. But the biggest thing is when you lose one piece of it, it's sad. And I don't care who you lose. Tommy Canely is a clutch pitcher. He is a absolute clutch pitcher. Yeah, you it's brutal to lose him. He's Absolutely. such a big part of your bullpen. It's it's like. Uh, you know, losing a, uh, when we had Wakefield as our bullpen guy, Wakefield was just the consistent go-to strikeout guy, get these guys out always. You could rely on him. That's Canely. Um, yeah. If you need him in a, at any moment, you could have that guy come in to shut down a, uh, a rally, uh, even if it's basis juice. He's the guy yeah. I want on the mound. For sure, for sure. So, uh, you know, my heart goes out to him. It, it stinks. You know, obviously, it's a weird season, and, and there's a lot going on, a lot of unknowns. But to come in, and have, he had a great appearance out of the bullpen, um, the other day, and then next thing you know, he gets taken out of the game. He gets uh, he's going to get slated for Tommy possible Tommy John surgery. Um, I mean, that's obviously his year is over if he has to have surgery. That's it for this season, especially with the shortened season. There's no way. And then who knows what his status is going to be at the start of next season? Um, you know, we saw Aaron Hicks have a quick return. He wasn't a pitcher. It's very different. Chris Sale is still recovering. Um, right. You know, and he he had surgery last year. And I don't even think I don't even think there's any rumor of him even possibly playing this year. So who knows where Canley's status is going to be? Uh, it's just really sad, you know. It stinks to have to get have your season end like that for a yeah, guy. Yeah, you never want to see, regardless of the team, you never want to yeah. see a good player go down with Tommy John or any injury for that matter. Exactly. Uh, but Tommy Tommy John for a pitcher could be could be career ending, yeah. depending on how horrible how, how bad it is. Um, so best wishes to Tommy Canley coming from Red Sox Nation. Uh, we hope you heal up so we can see you in the postseason later this year to uh, hit some home runs off of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that just about covers up uh, what we wanted to cover. Um, so, Manfred, uh, get your act together or we'll call you out again next week. Uh, Red Sox, get your act together or I will personally call you out again next week. And Yankees, uh, stop having your act together, Yankees. please. I've, I've had enough. Rolling. 
Listen, the Yankees <laughs> this year are going to be the judge, jury, and executioners of baseball. Oh, I'm very good. Right now you better be ready for it. The Yankees are nonstop. We hope you all have enjoyed this episode. If you are looking to do a podcast of any type, just look at Clovercrest Media. You don't need to go any further. We will help you get your podcast started. You just get in contact with Joe or Eden or any of the people for Clovercrest Media, and we will point you in the right direction to get your podcast moving where it needs to go. For Baseball with a Bard, this is Tyler and Noah. We'll see you next time. Baseball with the bar.